the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, Internet World. It's the Mess It Up podcast, and I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we are here. This is show one of our second year. It's so fantastic. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, We hope that this half hour or so makes your life a little bit better. That's what our purpose is, is to try to shed some light and bring a little God into a dark world. So hopefully we're doing that. Uh, How are you doing, Christina? I'm fantastic. That is great. How are you? I am really, really, uh, I'm having a good day today. I've I've been productive and uh, I plan on being more productive and so it's uh, it's shaping up to be a great day. I'm super excited about year two. Yeah, yeah. me too. So uh, I, I picked a special word of the week for the week this week. Can't so wait to hear if it. If you haven't been a listener of the show and you're a new listener, we do this word of the week. It's the W-O-W, the wow, the big wow. So the big word of the week this week is Fandango. And a fandango is a foolish or useless act or thing. And it kind of reminds me of myself sometimes because sometimes I'm a little bit foolish. Never useless, nope. but sometimes a little bit foolish. Yep. And I think that makes it fun. Nice. So anyhow, fandango, if you use it in a sentence, give yourself some bonus points. Uh, share with the world your new intelligence. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So... Uh, I've been thinking a lot this week, Christina. That's fantastic, Paul. I love when you think. Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out how to be less of a show hog. Really? How's that going to work? Well, I'm going to try to just stop talking and stare at you and see what happens. We're going to have a lot of dead air, aren't we? (laughs) That's going to be exciting. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I think what we have works. Well, thank you. So you're saying I can go ahead and hog it up? No. Welcome to the hog it up mess. <laughs> mess Easy cast. for you to say. Yeah, the hog it up mess cast. That's what this is. It's uh, anyhow we we have a great new week. It's the day after Easter as we're recording this. Yep. Uh, because we like to keep it just that fresh for you listeners. We do. Yeah. Uh, I am having a debate in my mind though if I should call this next show, you know, season one or you know, season two, show one, or if I should just keep on going with. The show number. I think I'm just going to keep on counting in show numbers. I think you should. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think I about like weird that. things. Sometimes we discuss things on air. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to our brains. Um, so uh, yesterday I was at church for Easter and I thought it was a really cool message. And uh, I was able to... Like, and, and pardon me, but my computer just went a little bit goofy here. I don't know why, but I, I've got an extra space. Um, but I was listening to the message that uh, the pastor brought, and he was talking about Saturday. And Saturday is usually a day where we kick back, we relax, we just have fun, we go out of town, we, you know, kids are in sports or whatever. And he was talking about the fact that Saturday was the day that the Christians stopped being Christians. Right. You know, all these people had put their hopes, they watched Jesus die, and then they just hid. And then Sunday came, and, and then it was better. And And his point was that we need that Saturday in order to have the Easter, you know, that Sunday. Mm. To have the resurrection, you've got to have the crucifixion. Right. And um, I've been thinking about that a lot, just 
what was my Saturday? Have I had a Saturday? Am I in a Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of Saturdays. Right now, I'm not in a Saturday. And I, I try to be a little bit like Peter. And Peter was like, when, when the crucifixion was happening, Peter was like, not me, not that guy, uh-uh, I don't know him. And he was in a complete hide-saving mode. But right. then he uh, shifted and started having, you know, afterwards, I mean, he, he was crucified and said, I'm not even worthy of that, you know, do it upside down for me. And he went to the grave supporting Christ. You know, he, he learned his, his lesson. He right. had his mea culpa time and then he was all in. Uh, my fault, mea culpa. Uh, it's Latin for my fault. Thanks. Yeah. Um, that was a free word of the week for you. Yeah. Cause yeah. I looked at him sideways when he said she it. She did. She gave me that. Come on now. <laughs> right. Um, but I had my Saturday last year, uh, for a while. And sometimes my Saturdays have lasted a long time, but I feel like now when I'm in them, I try to look and I wouldn't be doing what I was doing now if I didn't have that, that Saturday moment. You know, if I hadn't gone to, uh, jail, you know, almost 20 years ago now, I wouldn't be ministering to these guys in the prison now. And right. just my life is thriving because of that. It's just right. so lit up and on just cloud nine. I'm, I'm just really, really jazzed every time I get to go out to the prison. I'm going to be starting an extra day out at the prison starting this week. So wow. it's just exciting times for me. But it's because of that that Friday and Saturday that I had previously. Makes sense. I love it. I love when God takes those moments and of, of darkness, of not so great stuff and redeems something beautiful out of them. Yeah, he takes the mess and turns it into a message, which is... Is that what he does? It, well, you know. You know. It's clever. It's good marketing. <laughs> um, have you had Saturdays? I've had a lot of Saturdays. Do you notice them when they're there? Um, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I know tries. I know he's trying to bait me into talking, and so I'm being ornery. Um, and his face oh, just showed it. So terrible. Um, yeah, I've had Saturdays. I'm kind of in a Saturday. I'm I'm at a, a crossroad of, um, you know, I off my medication. I was on my medication. I'm off my medication. And now I'm figuring out what to do from here because I've been super cranky, super irritable, super in a weird place. And so I feel like not the hopelessness per se yet, but I'm afraid that's coming if I don't do something about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe I might like Friday night. Maybe I'm not quite in the hopelessness Saturday yet. Okay. But, um, yeah, I've I've been in that place of hopelessness of of having nothing, especially before I started following Christ. You know, I, I didn't have Him, so I was void and lacked all peace and hope. Yeah. Um. So remembering back to that day, those days, I don't want to ever have those days again. Right. You know? Because even my worst day now is nothing compared to what it was like before I had Christ. You know, you mentioned a Friday compared to a Saturday, and, and they're different. You know, mm -hmm. that Friday, 
they were standing there, they were watching the whole trial unfold and all this right. stuff. They'd, they'd come off of this triumphal entry a few days before. Right. Uh, and I think to myself, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the word I was, I was parsing it in my brain, the difference between hopeless and helpless. Right. And I think Friday was helpless. Helpless. Mm-hmm. Saturday was hopeless. Right. And I, I feel that for me, I, I, I get to a place where I feel helpless and that can go into a hopeless. Absolutely. And I always try to fight it when it, when I start feeling helpless, that scares me. And I, I imagine it like, you know, being on a, a, a river and, and the boat gets taken over by the rapids or whatever, and you're just hanging on or, or falling from the sky. It's like, okay, I know at some point there's going to be an impact. I was um, in a car accident one time and I, I, I felt the car spinning and I knew I was along for the ride at that point. There was, there was nothing I was going to be able to do to stop this. The brakes weren't doing it. The steering right. wheel was useless. I was just along for the ride and that feels helpless. Yeah. And does helpless always end in hopeless for you? No. I feel like my mental health journey has a lot of helpless moments of what do I do? You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, any other illness where there's moments of, you know, it gets worse and then you find something and it gets better and then it gets worse and then it gets better. And so I have those moments of helpless. And that's what I was just thinking as you were talking is I don't think I've ever had moments of true hopelessness. I've, because I've always got the underlying foundation of Christ in my life. Right. I think that's the big difference is when I look back and I realize that even though I don't have worldly stuff, yeah, I still have eternal stuff. I still have a, a God that loves me with all that he is. I still have, you know, the redemption. I still have value in him. I still have all of those things. And so I think... I never truly slip into full hopelessness because I still have Christ no matter what. Have you ever been hopeless? Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was pre-Christ? I mean, true hopeless. I mean, there's moments now, yeah, where, you know, I've had suicidal ideation. Um, I've had moments of, like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to go out and drink again. Screw it all. Right. You know, <clears throat> and yeah, I have those moments. But I don't do it. And I, I know a lot of that is strength from Christ. I right. think a lot of that is um, him never letting me go, him always being faithful to me and saying, kiddo, I've got you no matter what. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I, I mean, I, 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 there could be a fine line. Um, is it really hopeless? Right. If there's some hope. Right. Because I think, I think the difference for me is I, I'm never hopeless but sometimes I feel like I might be, but mm -hmm. I'm not really because eventually that hope comes back because Christ does right. have me and I've just got to stop the world from spinning long enough to focus, I guess, and, and, and see where it is or, or realize that, you know, that spinning feeling I'm feeling is Christ taking me out of the situation. And that, that terrifies me. I mean, that if, if, if you want to know what terror and scared looks like in my life, it's that crossover point and that, that, that estuary of, um, helpless to hopeless. 
and that brackish water in between that's just like nothing really wants to live there. Well, and I think that's why it's really important to have people, you know, that can come in and breathe hope into you. Yes. And just say, hey, I know, I know you're struggling right now and I'm here. And sometimes that's, that's it. Just knowing somebody else is there with you they don't have to say the magic words. They don't have to do anything. You know, there's this little picture that I shared on my Facebook not too long ago. You know, are you okay? Kind of thing coming by. Yeah, I'm fine. Do you need anything? No. And he just sits down next to him and that's it. Just the presence and company of somebody else can sometimes be that hope that I need in in a dark place. And then that softens me to where I can actually hear what they have to say. And oftentimes I don't want the words. Right. Because I know the words. Right. I know the pattern. I know. I just want to know that I'm not alone. I want to hear that other person breathing and just have them be with me. And it's so... We've been having this discussion in my my prison group about, well, do we need other people to do this? And and the the idea of solitude versus aloneness. And, you know, I had one guy who's arguing for solitude. He says, you know, you've got to be, you know, Christ went to go be alone with his father. And, you know, Moses went up to the mountain and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, true. Mm -hmm. But then they came back with people. Mm -hmm. They went with people. They don't, that aloneness is the worst. And for me, I'm so people oriented that that really is a horrible, horrible situation for me. And sometimes I want to be with people and left alone, but I I rarely want to not have someone around. Right. Well, and that reminds me of, you know, God is relational Trinity, Mm -hmm. you know, even God wasn't alone. God had himself and himself and himself. Yeah. You know, he, there's, he's kind of messed me up a little bit. (laughs) I had never really considered that. He's a three part being for a reason. And there's relation within Jesus, God, the father and the Holy spirit. And so if God didn't even want to be alone, you know, definitely want, doesn't want us to be alone. Right. Yeah. And why should I seek to do that? And so much, so much of my behavior has been isolationist. Well, and why would the biggest commandment that Jesus gave be love God first and then love others? It doesn't say love God first and then love yourself. You know, there's a reason that he points us out instead of inward, you know, first up and then out. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of depth to that. Yeah, there is. Christina is silent laughing in the studio now. He's because I know he's trying to let me talk, but when I'm out of talk, I have yeah. no more words. So I don't oh, know what afraid. he wants from me. Like a, yes. And then, then. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love doing this show with you, Christina. It's so much fun and fantasticness. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. So, um, this is a good point because we're way far in. Um, but I, a couple weeks ago I called out, uh, uh, listener Dan in Portland and told him, you know, he needed to uh, send me a song of the week. And he did. Uh, so our song of the week comes from listener Dan in Portland. And the song this week is a song called Flawless by Mercy Me. So I'm going to give you a little taste of it. We'll be back after that to discuss it and talk more about uh, Saturday. Still the truth is a cross as a man. The cross as a man. 
song called Flawless by Beyonce, whose words are differenter than the Mercy Me version that we're actually going with. Very different. So that's kind of fun. Christina pulled them up and it was uh, like... Inappropriate, huh? yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, these are not the right lyrics. Yeah, wow. Try so again. anyhow, we're looking at this. Um, this. This song Flawless for me just fits my brain. Mm-hmm. Because it, it speaks to what I think. Uh, sometimes I think that um, he is like totally in my head, uh, Bart Millard from from Mercy Me, because so much of what he thinks is stuff that I've thought, and so much of what he seems to feel is stuff that I've felt. Right. So it's just this reassurance. No matter what, no, no matter about the bumps, no matter about the bruises, no matter about the scars, here's the truth. Okay, forget about the other stuff. Right. Forget about the Friday. Forget about the Saturday. Here comes Sunday. And, uh, and that's good. But the thing that really gets me too is take a breath. Sometimes I need to breathe. I've got this little, you know, fancy Apple watch. It's a good that, band. That tells me to breathe. And, oh, you're thinking need to breathe. Uh-huh. Ah, check it out. I, I put that together. Um, and it, it'll remind me sometimes. And it's funny because sometimes it'll happen when I just need to take that breath. And, and right. that's one of those, is it odd or is it God moments? And it's definitely God. And um, it's just, there's, there's throw a dart at the lyrics in this song. And that's something that I've thought. Absolutely. You know, it's be, a good one. Yeah, being a wretch, being filthy, being, you know, whatever. There's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, this is my helpless song. This yeah. is my helpless going to hopeless is these are the thoughts that come flowing through. Like, what on earth is going on? Why am I having to go through this? Why, 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 why bother? Why keep on keeping on and yeah. and this song speaks to that and and the ultimate answer is because Christ took away my flaws he's like you know we we used to have uh, when I did concrete work at the end of the concrete work you come through with like a wet broom and, and it you know kind of finishes it off and we called the broom little Jesus because it covered a multitude of sins and that's fantastic that's the way that Jesus does for me he just he covers that up he fixes it and he turns it into something that's flawless. And typically, I am flawed. Yeah, me too. Or I feel flawed. I love where it says we're on the edge of our seats saying it's too late. 
Well, let me introduce you to Amazing Grace. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how it always is. Is There's that, that moment of brokenness complete at the end that we were talking about. Like, are you fully hopeless? No, because I've got Christ. But right there teetering on that edge of... And the person bringing it in and introducing you. Look, I got the Jesus bumps. Nice. Because it's that person that you talked about. It's like, you know, we can't do it alone. We've got to have that person like, hey, I know this is where you're feeling right now. I know this is where you think you are. But I think I might have something that'll help out here. Let me introduce you to this guy. He's right. pretty cool. His name is? Jesus. <laughs> Jeezy. <laughs> the big JC. That's right. Yeah. He, uh, he fixes that stuff up. So, um, I like the questioning in the song too, because I'm a questioner. Yeah. And so I look at it and it says, you know, could it possibly be, um, it's, it's nice to have those definite answers, but I'm always wondering, you know, I trust in, in, in Christ and I believe in Christ, but I'm just thinking, Oh, will he this time? You know, it, it's, you know, I get into an elevator and I know that the elevator has gone up and down or go on a bridge. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, well, is this the time it's going to fail? Do you think that really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you want to see Paul get a little bit, you know, squirrely, uh, my ex wife's mom used to live in the city in San Francisco and we were driving across the Bay Bridge one time in traffic, 45 minutes on a bridge over water. Yeah. I just wanted to start plowing the cars ahead of me to go forward, but I was in a little tiny Toyota Tercel and it didn't really have the gumption that I felt was necessary right. to make the gridlock stop. But yeah, I I think that. Or when, when I went on uh, to the top of the Empire State Building, you go up, there's two elevators. Mm-hmm. You go up. The first one, you go up the elevator and you're on like, I don't know, the 800th floor, whatever it is, it's up there. And then there's one that goes four floors up. That one didn't bother me. But when I'm hanging over top of this chasm that I know below me is like, you know, 70 floors or whatever, I was ready to push grandmas and walkers out of the way so I could just get off of the elevator onto the floor. Floor made me feel good. Elevator didn't. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I haven't read any news stories about elevator at Empire State Building crashes. Right. But I'm just thinking... But it could. You know what scares me since we're on the topic? My face. No. Now your face looks good now that you shaved. I shaved. Good job, Paul. Uh, the Grand Canyon. Scares the living woohoo now, out of me. Have you been on the North Rim with the glass? No, not a chance in you. Nowhere. Wouldn't happen. Just a picture. Right. My daughter did that. No. And I'm thinking, oh, no, no, thank you. Standing on a piece of glass looking... Even in New York City, they have at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, it's six stories tall. They have a glass bridge that walks across the sixth floor. That was like bugging me out getting on it because I'm just... Well, they have the the place in Vegas where it's got the glass oh, around. Yeah. That, I, I can walk on the inside and look out. I can't walk on the edge near the glass and yeah. look out. Yeah. But... The Grand Canyon scares me so much because people do die by falling into the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. I can't handle that. So I just, I don't want to see a big hole in the ground because I don't want to fall into it. No. It's pretty from afar. Yeah. But I don't want it anywhere. Yeah. Pretty from afar. Pretty from afar. Like my beard. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Good deal. 
Uh, thank you, listener Dan. If you have a song of the week that you'd like us to uh, to use, that's the big so what song of week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can send those in to uh, intern Dave at info at mezzetuppodcast.com and he will pass that along to us. So that's a great way for you to get a little piece of the show. Uh, you get 75 bonus points for suggesting a song that we use on the air. So That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. For those bonus points that those pointers that mean... people need everything to some people yeah don't don't ruin the illusion sister <laughs> i give bonus points i give them out in the prison too and people are really happy yeah, yeah i don't know why people love a good bonus point that's great yeah i have a bonus point for you tell me stop giving out bonus points hey i kind of felt that one coming yeah um so we were talking before this about that saturday to sunday mm-hmm. uh thing and that friday deal uh we mentioned people being important. What are some other important tools that you've used or like to have around to try to help get traction in Saturday to get into Sunday? Do you have anything else that you lean on or go to or, or try to get yourself you know, situated or grounded or? Well, I can say like right now I'm in a, a patch that I'm trying to climb back up out of. And, um, I've started some Bible plans on my app and those help. So God's word. Um, what kind of Bible plans do you, do you like to use? Well, it just depends. Like right now I'm doing the unglued one. Don't know. it. Unglued is, I can't remember the author, but she wrote Elmer? a book. No, she wrote a book and it's about, um, not responding with negative emotions. And it's to help women overcome those moments when you just want to come unglued. So when you want to get upset or lose your mind. Um, So this is kind of helping me stay focused on not letting my emotions rain and knowing that they're indicators of something and what are they indicating instead of uh, playing into them. And then good old Bob Goff, everybody always, that's another one. So keeping my, my mind focused on love and grace instead of anger and irritability. Um, so I'm trying to do my devotionals praying. I've got a wonderful group of ladies that we are in different places, but we get on Facebook every day, almost every day. Um, and pray at the same time. Oh, we read this, um, prayer and then we read Psalm 23 and Psalm 91. And we say that prayer every day. And so we've been doing that for about a week and a half. Is this a group of ladies that you say you're in different places? Did you meet because of this or did you know each other and you just happen to live in different places or? We know each other through one of my craft groups. Okay. And so, um, it's a Christian craft group. So we all have the underlying foundation of Jesus and we are just, um, common ground. Yeah. uh, We all need prayer. Yeah. And so. Well, that just highlights the importance of that person, that, that, that Sherpa to bring you through the wilderness. Well, that's what I'm going to sneeze. Bless you in advance. Every time your thing goes off, it makes me want to sneeze. Oh, I should kill um, She's not going to, it'll happen at some point. I'll just, I'll just vamp until she does sneeze. Uh, for me, uh, reading, I don't do enough reading and talking about my reading with people, you know, enough Bible study with people. That's one area where I tend to just be 
by myself in that. I, I read my Proverbs and then I'll choose what I'm going through, but I don't have a person I sit down and discuss it with. And that would probably be beneficial yeah. uh, to do. Yeah. Well, and that's what you, you mentioned having these people. And I didn't even think about that, but there's one in particular and she's the one every day. Are you guys ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? And so I feel like God really sent her for a specific purpose at this time in my life to really be the, the leader of making sure that I'm praying, even Mm -hmm. if it's just this one prayer and reading those two Psalms every day, at least I'm doing that. And I'm in connection with him and I'm resetting my heart to know that he is the powerful one. He is the one that's in charge. Mm -hmm. He is the one that has defeated all the, the enemy and you know, all of his cronies. So he's the victor. And, um, so yeah, it is a person that God uses people. You said resetting your heart. And I love that concept. I'm, I'm, I, I remember when I used to play video games, when I was single, I used to play a lot of video games and I'd be going along doing great. And all of a sudden I was like, ah, no, and reset. Uh huh. And just, yep. it's like do overs, you yeah. know? And I love that idea of resetting God, reset my heart, put it at a point where I'm not losing and, and I'm, I'm set up to win. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, you know, stopping me right here and, and taking away all the bad, and just leaving all the good. It's like, okay, reset, just reset everything and let me go. Um, I was thinking again about something the pastor said yesterday in the sermon. And he, he talked about, you know, our hopes and our, 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 our goals for the future. Yeah. And, you know, those hopes that we had in the past and, and what kept us from that. And it was me that kept me from that. And I'm so glad because, and I think he asked something like, you know, what would you do to get that back? And I was like, I don't want that mm-hmm. because where I am now, that's where my future from yesterday is. Right. And it's so much better than what I thought, you know, the plans and, and hopes and aspirations that I had were all way off base and God reset me. Right. And now I'm like high score, you know, my three <laughs> initials are going to be high score. on that screen and, and it's going to be cool, you know? And, and I'm, I'm so excited about that, but I never knew right. that this is what I was supposed to do, that this is what I had ahead of me. So that reminds me of a book I'm reading. It's called No More Anger. Apparently I'm angry right now if you guys aren't getting the theme. <laughs> um, but I am. I'm, I've been struggling with anger and irritability a lot. And so I'm trying to use different things to reset and, and get me out of that place because I know it's not a rational place to be. It's not where Christ wants my heart. Um, so I'm reading this book. It's called No More Anger. And it's about a lady who used to be very abusive to her daughter when her daughter was like two and three. She would smack her a lot. She would, you know, spank. I'm not a spanker, but she would, you know, spank her to the point of it was abusive. And um, this is a book of, of her story of how she with God's help, you know, overcame, overcame it and got through it. And I love that she's going through and she's, she's not giving all the, the list of answers like, Oh, this is how I did it. Step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. What she is showing through this book and it's a Christian book is that through constant seeking of Christ and God's will for her life, she was able to overcome this anger in her heart. And it was, it was something that, um, you know, direction, her friends that she was in a prayer group, her friends being vulnerable and transparent with them, um, opened up 
a space in her heart for Christ to work. And then using God's word and scriptures around the house about anger, something to remind her constantly of what she should be doing versus what she shouldn't be doing. And so she's showing this beautiful transition that slowly happens over time when you work with God at the lead. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I find it an incredibly beautiful book. It, it's very simple. Do you remember her name? The author? A, Karen, not Karen. Um, I will get it in just a second. Okay. We'll, we'll look that up. <clears throat> yeah. But it's, um, it's been great because it's, it's a hope. It's a book about hope. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I really love about it is it's this great book about, just it's there's no magical answers right it's a process and it's a journey that you have to be on and it's kathy collard miller is what her name is and the book's called no more anger hope for an out of control mom and as i was reading it i just i felt more and more like i could relate to her you know I haven't been abusive like that to my children in many years, but I used to be that way with my middle son. I used to smack him, you know, thinking it was discipline and this and that and realizing, you know, once I came to Christ, God changed a lot of that, but there's still a lot of that underlying anger issue there um, based on expectations of others, expectations of where my life should be, lack of gratitude, all of those things bundled in, you know, create an emotional volcano. Right. And, um, so learning, listening to her as she tells the story of hope of, you know, remember Christina, it's progress, not perfection. It's taking one little step at a time and reminding yourself that just because you fail at this moment doesn't mean overall you're not succeeding. Keep pushing forward. And so it's been, it's been good. Yeah. I, um, I agree with that progress thing that it's difficult. You know, one thing that I, I, always like to remind people is, you know, anger in and of itself is not a bad thing. Right. It's the expression. It's how yes. I express the anger right. that does it. Um, so, you know, if you're, you're beating yourself up because you get angry, stop. <clears throat> right. You know, you can fix how you express the anger, but, but anger is, is something that we were given from God and, and, um, and that's an okay thing as long as we're expressing it in an okay way. Exactly. <clears throat> now you see, you never sneezed. But I've got the 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 hooky throat, uh, so yeah. What is a hooky throat? It's that uh, you know where you get a little tickle. Like I, I got a little wad of guam in my my throat there, and it's making me go. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see my face right now. She, she, I think they can. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's probably the same look that they have on their faces mm-hmm. as they're listening to this. Right now around the world, people are looking at their car radio or, or their, right. their iPad at the gym or whatever. And um, yeah, we're, we're getting to that point. Well, we're, I just wanted to kind of wrap things up and just remember yeah. that there's always hope. Always. always hope. And, you know, yeah, Saturday did roll into Sunday and let us all not forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that joy that you get out of it is magnified because of, for me because of the pain of Saturday. It just makes me realize it more how wonderful that Sunday is. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've gone a little long, uh, as always, which is good because that means you're getting your money's worth. And speaking of getting your money's worth, we have an opportunity for you to help us out, uh, by sponsoring the show for as little as a dollar a month. 
you can help fund uh, what we do here at the Mess It Up podcast. And That's right. the way to do that is to go to our Patreon page. So you can either go to patreon.com slash mess it up, or it's even easier to go to mess it up podcast.com. And there's a little button down there on the bottom left-hand side of the screen that says become a patron. And by clicking that, it'll take you to our page and you can be a $1 a month sponsor, a $5 a month, $10 a month, $25 a month sponsor. You can help sponsor the show. And what that does helps us to pay for our um, website, for our hosting, for all the costs that are associated with it. And it just gives us a chance so that we can focus on doing the show and uh, not worry about not being at work during the time that we are doing the show. That's right. And we really appreciate um, your support and patronage. So if you want to help support the show financially, you can do that. We also love to have you pray for us, <clears throat> but we'd also love something that costs you nothing, not even a dollar a month, is to go to iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud and uh, give our show a rating and uh, uh, write a review for us because that really helps other people to find the show. And it's a great little way to uh, help us out. And believe it or not, it really does help people find it when there's more ratings and uh, reviews on the show. It makes the uh, algorithms work better in our favor. So we appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, um, you can go on the interwebs. And we have uh, social media galore. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We have a, a subreddit on Reddit uh, that you can keep track of. Uh, we also uh, put some stuff up on Patreon from time to time. Some pictures, some videos that you get access to. Uh, but you can also email us, which is the most direct way of getting a hold of us. So we already talked about intern Dave. He's info at messituppodcast.com. If you'd like to get a message to the Bowtie Guy, it is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And if you want to email me, it's bikerchick at com. We love to get those emails. It's always fun to know and have that interaction. If you go on social media, say hi to us. Uh, leave a little message. Plug the show. Share it with your friends. We love to get those listeners from all over the place. Had a listener in Medellin, Colombia this week. Wow. And uh, in my mind, I'm hoping that it's someone in a cartel that's getting a little bit of Jesus in their life. And I know not everybody from Medellin, Colombia is in a cartel and very few of them are but it just you know i watch a lot of tv so that's yeah, the do. story i told myself um hopefully uh their mess will turn into a message as well uh, thank you for being here with us listeners thanks for a great year last year we hope that this next year is going to be even better and uh we'll see you next time we mess it up see ya <laughs>Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.